Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Saturday, June 25th, 2022. The last show of June. If you can believe it, I mean, guys, halfway done with the year, halfway done with year five. After this point, where where has the time gone? I got to start using my vacation. Yikes. Made it through the first half of the year, and I've used three vacation days, two to move, and one for a wedding, which was last Friday, which I just saw the literally seconds before I started recording. I just saw the uh, sort of wedding video that the videographer and photographer will make for the couple. This one was about five minutes long, and Rachel, Rachel had alerted me to it. I went and watched it on Instagram, and I got I got two quick cuts right at the end. It's kind of like a rapid-fire, quick-cut sort of thing, like half second at a time. I got two spots right at the end, almost back-to-back, one where I'm sipping a drink and the other one where I'm doing some sort of cool head bob, uh, which brought me back a little bit to when I was an orientation leader the summer of 2014. We, we made, like, an intro video. I guess they did it every year. You know, there'd be some cheesy, like, indie rock song, um, and then, you know, it, it's like three minutes long and every, all 24 of the orientation leaders get like a five second, like, you know, your name flashed across the screen. My thing was really cool. I, I did a wink. I was sitting on a picnic table in the quad wearing these bright orange shoes, uh, probably my purple jacket, which is literally hanging up on the coat rack right over here. And these crazy socks, and I did a little slow motion, or I winked, and then did a little head head bob, head nod, but it was in slow-mo, so it was pretty sexy. And I think the year that I did it, it was that stupid, uh, this is gonna be the best day of my life, my life, song. My name is Quinn, this is my show, thanks for listening. Uh, we are one of the top 500 podcasts in the Chicagoland area. We are the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the state uh, country of Pakistan. Hello to my friends in Pakistan, Khyberbad. Khyberbad, that's a little portmanteau. P-O-R-T-M-A-N-T-E-A-O. It's like kind of a, it's like a half portmanteau. It's a half and a half. Uh, Kyber Pass, Hyderabad, Islamabad, what's happening? How are you? Thank you for supporting the show. You won't believe what song I've had stuck in my head for the last like half an hour. I was sitting there playing some Tomb Blast, sitting on my, sipping on my iced coffee. And I have that, uh, well, I was, so I was watching like a mini documentary on Hanson, like a 20 minute MTV thing on YouTube, maybe like three or four weeks ago. And, uh, you know, I've been listening. They just dropped a new album maybe like two months ago. And they're, they're on tour right now. So their stuff kind of pops up occasionally here on my YouTube. But I got that, that one song. It's like, I don't, this time around, I think is what it's called. But it's like, I'm getting colder and I'll stay where I lie. I'm getting older and I'm wondering why. It's kind of like a little Eddie Vedder sort of thing. You can dance. This time around. Okay, I'm not gonna sing anymore. Just letting you know that's what's been stuck in my head. And here's the thing: if this, if you're ever curious, hey, what else is going on inside Quinn's head, which is a scary, wild place? I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna pull. Take you behind the curtain 
a little bit on today's episode of the Beantown Podcast. It's going to be a shorter episode. I got some stuff to do. It's already been a busy morning. I woke up, uh, went for a run. I'm trying to get my long run mojo back a little bit here. I got to be careful because I'm I'm really just kind of, yeah, what's what's the phrase when you grind your teeth? But gritting gritting my teeth, is that it? I don't know. Grinning and bearing it. Uh, just through some some minor like stuff, nothing that's crazy, and and frankly nothing that's terribly new. But um, you know, I've just been kind of stuck. I don't want to say stuck in neutral because I'm still proud of the fact that hey, I go out for runs. I'm going, you know, my daily Monday through Thursday sort of thing. I'm doing mon- or three and a half to five a day, and then my long runs anywhere from like usually it's about six seven. Like I did seven today, but I'm just trying to bump it up a little bit uh, on the weekends. Just, you know, with the summer with the nicer temps, but it also means waking up earlier. So I did that for the first time in a long time today, waking up earlier. Nothing like I did when I was marathon training. Uh, but, you know, getting out there, getting some miles. It's fun. You know, on a Saturday morning, it's great people watching. You got all the marathon trainers out there. You get a lot of fun dogs. So it's a definitely a, a listener discretion is advised when you're listening to this uh, Beantown podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally some language. Number two, podcast objectively terrible. Definitely a pain in the ass sometimes, most of the time, when it's you know Saturday morning, especially like last night, having a bottle of wine. And I had a shot uh, last night with supper, a tequila shot. I'm crazy. The reason I did that, and I'll just briefly tell you what I've been doing this last week. It's 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 been a very long week. And then we're going we're gonna to do a little... Uh, uh, a new right on cue uh, ad I want to share with you, and then we're gonna go behind the curtain and read up on my internet search history from this past week. So yeah, we're it's, it's Bean Town after dark this week. Get ready, kids. You're gonna we got about five more minutes for you, and then you're gonna ask you to shut it off. No, it's gonna be very wholesome, I promise. And not wholesome's not even the right word for it, not in a bad way, but it's just you're. I'm gonna show you. I thought it would be fun to kind of just take you through some of the crazy shit that I Google on a weekly basis. This is just where my mind is. But I'm a curious person, and that's the beauty of the Internet. You can always just ask. So this past week, I want to give myself a pat on the back, first and foremost. I also want to give my uh, my uh, my boss, my partner in crime, Amanda, a pat on the back. We uh, planned, executed, ran, you know, the whole gamut a, uh, f- a for the first year ever a one week program for first generation students. These are incoming college freshmen. Um, they were on campus all week, and we had to you know plan, execute, and pretty much exclusively run this. I mean, just the two of us with some support from another staff member, and then one of my student workers was pretty helpful as well. Shout out to uh, those coworkers. But we had to do this on top of our normal stuff, uh, which is just, you know, it's not the busiest time of year, but it's definitely not the slowest time of year either. Um, and so every day, you know, 9 a.m. to about 3, 4 in the afternoon, we were you know, we, do, we were uh, setting them up with mock classes, financial aid, student panels. We went to a, the criminal courthouse. We went to a law firm. We watched a mock trial. Uh, but just the amount of time, effort, and love that went into that program uh, from a, a planning perspective, assembling all the communications. I mean, physically, like, going all the way back 
creating the brochures and the flyers, the invitation email, coming up with uh, the local contact list of counselors to, to physically spread the word about the program because it's brand new. We've never done it before. Um, creating applications, creating pre-program, post-program surveys, and then uh, you know, getting all the space reservations, food, getting them breakfast and lunch every day. I, it's exhausting. So it was a great idea, great program. We executed it. It was a great week, but it was like every day I was with them the whole time and also trying to do all my other work. So the 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 crazy stuff is it's a three-year program, and next year we'll have a new program, a new cohort that will do the one-week thing. But this cohort this year that just did the one-week thing is doing six to seven weeks next year. And if you're wondering, well, what are you going to do with this cohort slash how are you going to have the bandwidth? You're, you know, the two of you could barely handle it yourself, just this one group of 10. What are you going to do when there's two groups of 10 and one of those groups is doing six, seven weeks? The answer to that is I have no fucking clue. So keep us in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, it's a year away, but I have absolutely, I have no idea. Um, we, we quite frankly need a full-time program manager, um, like someone who this is their full-time job for at least the summer, uh, to do this because it's kind of nuts and exhausting. And I don't know what the plan is. So one of those, one of those kind of not exactly a Pyrrhic victory, but one of those things where it's like, okay, that was really cool. That was great. Like we could do this for the one week again each year. And I feel it was a ton of hard work, and I'm really exhausted, but, like, yeah, I think we can do it. But what are we going to do in two summers when there's three cohorts? And this cohort this year is doing it for eight weeks. So it's just I, – I don't know, man. Um, I'm trying not to think about that, but it's hard not to. So anyways, big uh, big pat on the back for myself. I, I am shameless. I don't care. I was really proud of the work that we put in. And, you know, diversity effort. So – you know what? Cheers all around. Okay, we got a brand new right on cue uh, that's that's going to be released soon uh, via Beantown Network, and I want to show that with you or share that with you, uh, learn a little bit more about what we're going to be talking about. So let's go ahead and cue that up. Next time on Right on Cue, Roe v. Wade overturned. Why it's basically Hillary's fault. We check in on the war in Ukraine. Yes, it's still going on. And the Lion King turns 28 this month. We check in with Jonathan Taylor Thomas about the time he slept with Sarah Jessica Parker just to get into character. Next time on Right on Cue. Okay, and spoiler alert, that sounds, well, not a spoiler alert because you all just heard it. That sounds like a very exciting episode coming up on Right on Cue. Uh, spoiler alert, we also dig into his time, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas' time with Tim Allen and uh, what that was like, showing up every day on set, crazy coke binge, he and Richard Karn getting high in the alley before tool time started. And then also, you know, do you think Jonathan Taylor Thomas plays fantasy football and do you think he picks Jonathan Taylor every year? And by every year, I mean last year because last year was his first year jonathan taylor's first year we'll dig into that too so there's a lot a lot of good stuff coming up here on right on cue before we dig into my internet search history i do want to thank our sponsors home pride oregon 
when you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, you want to call the expert. You want to call someone who's safe, certified, and most importantly, insured, not to mention good-looking. He's my dad. His name is Steve, 541-410-0316, or you just go to HomePrideOregon.com. Again, 541-410-0316, that's my birthday, or you can go to HomePrideOregon.com, Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. Also, of course, uh, a shout-out to our good friends at Samson. And uh, their quality microphone series, the Samson Q2U series, did I pick it because it started with a Q and my name starts with a Q and this is just kind of a Q-themed show, maybe. You know what I think, you know what I think needs to happen? There's that Ryan, um, Ryan Gosling is doing the Barbie movie. And who's the, who's the female lead? Is it Margot Robbie? I, I actually am not sure if I know that one way or another, but that's just like where my mind went. Um, we might have to do a, you know, a special tribute to Barbie called Barbecue here on the show. Something to think about. I got to write that down on my phone before I forget it. Uh, but of course, the Samsung Q2U series, guys, when you want to talk crisp, clean, clear audio quality, you want it to be good whether you're listening in the Midwest, the East Coast, the center of the earth, or Pakistan, Jules Verne style. Uh, when God speaks, or hey, Hyderabad, when Allah speaks, he uses Samson. Allah, is that what they call God in uh, Islam? I think so. A L L A H. Almost a, almost a palindrome. Had to throw that H in there just to screw things up. Uh, looks like we screwed up. Weird Al Yankovic. Coming to the Symphony Center July 16th. Also a special someone's birthday. Uh, hashtag dad of the podcast. Um, and Emo Phillips is opening for him. When I asked Rachel like a month ago if she was interested in going, I think she said she'll pass. But I, I didn't think I was like serious about actually asking. The kind of complication there, not necessarily a complication, but just something to think about is that it's a Saturday night. And it'd be kind of weird to just like go do that by myself on a Saturday night uh, and leave Rachel just hanging. But I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe she'll want to do that. That's actually probably her last weekend before she moves out. So maybe she'll do like a roommate dinner or something. Regardless, I got to actually look into I, – I would legitimately love to see Weird Al. I think he's one of the most talented people alive. Uh, he, he's got all sorts of like – you know, billboard record and stuff too for like longevity and stuff. So, uh, and Emo Phillips, I think is a little like creepy slash she's meant to be that way. But I think I, you know, it's one of those things where I would, I would hate to like be on my deathbed because I'm going to be thinking about this and say, God, I wish I had seen Emo Phillips, you know, and passed up the opportunity. So I actually kind of want to go. It's a bummer. It's a Saturday night. It would be perfect for like a Tuesday. I could go after work. Um, and it's at the Symphony Center, which is just, you know, irritating to go all the way down there on a weekend. But TBD, we'll see. No, that's that's before Lala, right? Lala is usually like early August. So what if you had competing Weird Al at the Symphony Center versus Dua Lipa at Lala? I mean, the city would be split, I think. And finally, I want to thank our friends at Cuts by Q. I need to do a little back of the neck shave action i haven't haven't addressed that in like a month and it's starting to turn into a jungle like upton sinclair or edgar rice burroughs tarzan 
making all sorts of you're you're getting a, a sneak preview into like what the Google search history was like this last week because these my mind just like makes these random connections that really have no use or purpose other than showing you all that I know that Upton Sinclair wrote The Jungle and that Tarzan lives in a jungle and that was written by Edgar Rice Burroughs. So, you know what? Sometimes it wins, not lately, not in like three years, but sometimes it wins me free uh, gift cards to bars. I think I have, I think I have a gift card to like Trace on my phone. It's a, it's a bar here in Wrigleyville. I gotta, we gotta, I ought to just like go there for a weekend drink or something just randomly and hope that the gift card works. And if it does, awesome. If not, whatever. But yeah, uh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. Next week on the Bean Town Podcast, it's going to be Fourth uh, of July weekend, believe it or not. I, um, I did, before I, I messed up my finger, and if you're curious, it's, it's, I would say it's like 90% good now. Um, pretty much all my cuts are completely healed, not quite, but uh, close. And I don't, it's too early to tell you. I was going to say, I don't think there's actually going to be any scarring. I'm not sure. Uh, but thankfully, again, not nothing crazy serious. I was able to, to tinker around on the piano a little bit this week. Um, so I'm starting to get that strength back in my my sprained finger. But the thing I was going to say is that I, I tooled around with a little Stars and Stripes forever uh, on the piano, which is just uh, my favorite patriotic-themed song. John Philip Sousa, he hit a home run with that one. I tell you what, man. So that I don't, you know, I don't know what we're going to be doing next week. It, you know, last year was our salute to nationalism. This year could be, uh, I don't know, with the whole Roe v. Wade thing, could do some sort of Handmaid's Tale. Is it hand? Is it Handmaid's Tale or Handmaiden? Handmade, right? Handmade, yeah. So what if they made a Handmaiden's Tale? That could be uh, a prequel. I don't know. Or if June had a kid. Then that kid is the handmaiden. I think June did have a kid, which is a crazy thing. In The Handmaid's Tale, the book, which I should know because I read it a year ago when I was in Punta Cana, did she actually have a name? I don't think so, right? June was a name that they gave to her uh, for the TV show. I'm not sure about that, though. I mean, getting all the Punta Cana Facebook memes from one year ago today, uh, every time I log into to Facebook and... Uh, yeah, man, I miss it. Most of it, not the food, nor the food poisoning. But just waking up, you know, getting a little workout in, going to the pool, unlimited bevs, and uh, soaking up the sun, Cheryl Crow style. That was that was good stuff. I want to do that again real soon. Hawaii is in two week or two months it's gonna be more of like an involved, you know, kinda of DIY, do it yourself sort of thing, but it's a once in a lifetime thing. Like I legitimately don't anticipate to return to Hawaii more than once maximum of twice in my life. It's just you know, because it's like I want to do it once and see a lot of things on Oahu. I would love to hit up Maui at some point in my life. And I would certainly love to go to the Big Island as well. 
Um, but it's just, you know, such a long trip and so expensive compared to, hey, man, if you just want to hit up Bahamas or something, it's like a three, four hour flight, ha- less than half the time, cheaper, you know, better, like all inclusive type things. So it's just why is one of those things where it's like I'm pumped. It's probably only going to happen once or twice in my life. And that's fine. That's not a bad thing. Uh, let's dive into our, I promise you I wouldn't go too long here and I absolutely do not intend to. Uh, I thought it would be fun to kind of pull back the curtain a little, a little bit for the beanheads here. And uh, I'm just, we're just going to go, uh, from older to newer. Um, some of the things that I Googled this week, if you're curious, Hey, in an average day, what is, what's going through Quinn's head? What is he thinking about? What, what, what kind of data does Google have on him? So this is going back to maybe like Monday of this past week, so five days ago. Um, And this is very much a cultivated, curated uh, list here. There's maybe, I don't know, like 15-ish items on here. And, you know, I was was digging through uh, the the full list of search results for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just to like pick out some of the more interesting or unique ones. Uh, in fact, there is also one I'm going to add to the list. I don't have it pulled up in front of here, but it's actually one of the reasons I thought, hey, it might be cool to um, to talk about or to show you why or that I searched for this. So I didn't actually find it. I think it was a little bit later. So let's go ahead and start with this one. We're a little bit earlier. Um, the first thing I Googled, this was probably last Sunday or Monday, has there ever been an NBA, a WNBA player who was pregnant? And the answer that I could find was most likely no, but there was some articles about like pro women's basketball players who played pregnant, not necessarily the WNBA, but just pro leagues in general, you know, Europe, Ghana. We'll come back to Ghana in a second here. I don't really know why I said it that way, but I did. And you know that it's out there now, live, live air. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't, but it's, you know, you think about it, it's like, and I mean, this was before the Roe v. Wade stuff, which was just yesterday. Um, but it's like, it's all kind of connected. That's the synergy in my mind. And you think like there's, there's certainly pro female athletes who have competed at their level while pregnant. And we're not talking eight and a half months pregnant, but if someone's, you know, maybe got a little bump, they're in the Olympics, they might need to get little, uh, little uh, dust in there, uh, a small gold medal for the baby, for the fetus. Stick it up there or something. Okay, next thing I, I Googled was greatest guitar riffs, and that's because I woke up Tuesday morning or something with the opening to Money for Nothing, which is, uh, you know, Beanheads fans of the show are very familiar with because that was, I think, our last Beantown Unplugged. It was like three years ago. It's been an embarrassing amount of time. Where I did an all acapella money for nothing cover. Still one of my greatest creative achievements, uh, which is really setting the bar low. But then I wanted to, you know, see where did other people rank the money for nothing riff? Because it's, it's my favorite. Personally, it's my favorite guitar riff of all time. Uh, speaking of setting the bar low, we were driving to the wedding last Friday. And I, I don't remember exactly how we got 
got on this, but Rachel was asking me how many you know streams, how many downloads we're getting per episode on the Beantown podcast these days, and I was like, hey, you know, it's it's we're we're light years away from our our you know peak. You know, right now it's like fifty, sixty on average, so far as I can tell, uh, plays a week. And uh, I was telling her, you know, far where it's far from our peak, where you know, year two, year three, we were getting like hundreds on average, you know, probably two or three hundred on average. But there are a couple episodes where we broke into the multi thousands. Uh, specifically, that I recall this because the NBA draft was just two nights ago. Uh, our NBA draft episode with John Paul Pandowski. I'd have to go back and see, look into the archives, see if I can find some data on this. But I think it's our most downloaded episode ever. John Paul, a good friend of the show, been on a couple times. Uh, most recently, his critically acclaimed role as Santa Claus on our Christmas specialist last year. Um, and yeah, that had like two, 21, 2200 streams, something like that. A lot of NBA fans who have since fallen off because we don't talk a lot of basketball here on the show. But Rachel was uh, apparently surprised. That caught her off guard. I don't know. She's heard the show. She knows the the level of comedy, the detailed writing, the introspection, and the uh, the heartwarming tales that you get on the Beantown podcast. So it, for me personally, it's not a surprise that we had that level of success. But I guess other people don't necessarily feel that way. I know. I know Pakistan. Pakistan knows that old Q Daddy here. He brings the heat. You don't. You don't get to be the hundred and twelfth ranked comedy podcast in a country of 230 million people without bringing the heat, okay? It's probably because I make fun of God so often on Easter Sunday, uh, white God, and the Pakistanis. They just, man, they eat that up because they hate that guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next thing I Googled, oh, this is, this is on point. Uh, I, got, I got myself right to the next search result here. I Googled Bible Man. Uh, I think it actually showed up on a Wikipedia article, and then I wanted to read more about Bible Man because I had—I don't think I ever like sat down and watched a full episode of the show Bible Man. I think it was just like tangentially showed up here and there, um, you know, in a variety of like Sunday school settings or just general like church-related meetings, sessions, things for kids, whatever. But I don't, I don't have any knowledge of Bible Man, but my friend Matt Fiedler, good friend of the show, Matt Fiedler, Friedler, you all know him as our tax expert, um, among many other hidden talents. But we always used to joke, there's this guy, let's Google him right now, let's add to the search history, we're, we're cultivating this in real time, Ray Vanderlaan. We would watch his videos sometimes at Central Christian Church, and we always joked or feared more likely, uh, that Ray Vanderlaan was actually Bible Man, his hidden disguise. And one of those things where, like, 15 years later, it's not really, like, funny or interesting, but it's just something that we thought. Okay, so that was Bible Man. If you don't know Bible Man, it's a, it's a television show for children from the 90s, superhero. Uh, he uh, defeats you with passages and justice. Okay, another thing I Googled... Uh, I viewed the Google map of Hong Kong. Hong Kong is an interesting place, right? It's like a giant city. It's an administrative area. It used to belong to the British. Now it's full-fledged Chinese, but they're pretty, like, liberal, right? It's been a bunch of... Are there still, like, protests happening 
in Hong Kong because that was a big thing like three years ago. And uh, now you never really hear about it anymore. But I just realized like I, you know, you see images of Hong Kong sometimes, you know, the like island right along the water. But it's such a it's a, such a bigger place than that. And it's a place I don't really know anything about. So I don't know about you. I'm kind of a map head. M-A-P-H-E-A-D. And sometimes I just like to look at things. So that's what I did for Hong Kong. That's pretty interesting. You should check it out. I was watching Arrested Development uh, just kind of on and off this week. It's become currently because I did a full watch through of Seinfeld um, once it came to Netflix. And um, so now I'm just kind of turning on like Arrested Development, whatever, when I go to bed. But this actor popped up, uh, and you know him as Warden Gentles, uh, James Lipton. I had to search him because I was like 98% sure that he had passed away, and I wanted to confirm that, and he did, in fact. But I don't know about you. The only thing I'll say about James Lipton, I was always mesmerized when I would see James Lipton on TV, film, whatever. He, The guy always looked like he was 75, no older, and he would be like 90, and I always wanted to you know, tip my cap to James Lipton. He looked good until the very end, man. I, I think he dyed his hair and everything, but even, you know, you you look at him, like, in his, his final days, and you're like, there's no way this guy is 94 or whatever he was. Um, yeah, he did, he never looked a day over 75, and he looked like he was 75 for about 50 years, but he never looked a day over 75. So inside the actor's studio, rest in peace. Uh, I also did a search for hotels near Dallas, Texas. Uh, there's a the potential chance that I will be thrust into the line of duty and sent to Dallas, Texas, Arlington more specifically, um, for work at some point this fall. Also potentially Houston. So kind of uh, not liking how that's trending. But they advertise in this email that if you booked through like the special discount hotel block or whatever – you can get a hotel room in Dallas for $79. And so I wanted to just do a little bit more research, like generally what are prices like, you know, hotels, flights to Dallas, that sort of thing. Man, they are cheap. Dallas is must be struggling trying to get the tourists in. And uh, I don't blame them because, like, why would I ever want to go to Dallas? Who knows what goes on in Fort Worth? It's a giant city completely separate from Dallas but next to it. Like you never, you never hear anything about Fort Worth. Like, and I don't want to know anything about it. But it's just, it's this huge city. What's happening there? All I, I assume they just play a lot of high school football, and rodeos and barbecue. But it's like, you know, do they have parks there? Is there a river in Fort Worth? Uh, are there any sports teams? You know, are there any famous, you know, local celebrities? No one knows this about Fort Worth, probably because, you know, they don't spend a lot on marketing. So I just wanted to learn a little bit more about that. I saw there's some some new sort of Spy Kids something happening. And I was trying to remember who the bad guy from the original Spy Kids was, so I Googled the Spy Kids cast. And I was uh, quickly reminded that it was Alan Cumming, classic actor. And the the rest of the Spy Kids cast is crazy, man. Antonio Banderas, Carla Gugino, and uh, other people. But that's a trippy movie. Then there were Spy Kids 2. 
There's Spy Kids 3D. And then there was Shark Boy and Lava Girl with Taylor Lautner, which is not Spy Kids, but in my mind, they came out around the same time and it's pretty much the exact same thing. I think I watched part of Shark Boy and Lava Girl at a Jared Sloth Hour birthday party. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but anyways. Yeah, Spy Kids. There's, there's a new project coming. Okay, next I Googled, when does Better Call Saul come back? Uh, we are we are coming into the home stretch here. There's, what, six episodes left, and it comes back the Monday after 4th of July weekend. So actually Monday, July 11th, I think, because I think the 4th is a Monday this year. Um, man, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be good, and it's going to be hard to say goodbye. I, I pretty much, I'm, I'm more or less 100% confident. Not 100%. 85% confident that this is the end of the Breaking Bad universe. So it's just going to be tough. But they've got a lot of work to do. Um, they got to deal with Kim. They got to deal with Lalo. And uh, perhaps most importantly, they got to finish up the Saul Goodman timeline. What happens to him in Omaha? So, and they got to do that. I think they got six episodes left. So there's a lot of work to be done there. Okay, we got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six left. Uh, next, oh, I got a I got a Snapchat from friend of the podcast, um, Ryan Sanger, who's been on the show once before, I think, our, our farewell, the farewell, back in season one, was that? Two? I don't remember. Uh, but he sent me a Snapchat of a snake, a video that was kind of coming at him. And I asked him where he was. And Ryan lives in... Uh, South Central Florida, Tampa Bay area. And so he told me he was at Fort DeSoto Park in Pinellas County, Lou Pinellas County. Uh, and so I Googled Fort DeSoto County Park, and I encourage you to do that as well. The, just the geography of this place is really cool. It looks like a chicken foot or something, almost like an arrow pointing southward towards uh, the um, – Fort Myers area, I guess. There's not much else going on down there. Sarasota, I suppose. But yeah, Fort DeSoto County Park. It's not really on the way to anything. You kind of got to take the highway south out of um, St. Petersburg. Is that where that is? Yeah, St. Petersburg. And then, uh, yeah, it's just kind of at land's end here. My dad and I went to the Tampa Bay area one time. He got food poisoning yeah, from a Bob Evans, and I wrote a whole song about it. You'll have to go check it out. But while I'm here, again, we're, we're, we're organically doing a live ad to the search results. I want to see where is Tropicana Field. That's in St. Petersburg for sure. Um, yeah, that, that boy, that park is trash. It's interesting. It's in downtown St. Petersburg. It's so far from Tampa. Which is, it's, that's not like, oh, that's an uncommon thing to, you know, they do that out in like the Bay Area all the time or like L.A. where it's actually in a different city. But I don't know. I don't know, man. They, they, they got to figure something out. They need a new stadium or a new city or something like that. There's this cool Air Force base just south of Tampa jutting into the Bay. I thought that was the Tampa Airport, but it's not. I don't even know where the Tampa Airport is. There it is, also on the Bay. Okay, let's move on here. Uh, we're, you all, Beanheads, are familiar with this because we've talked about it many times before. It was last weekend, however, in Bell Buckle, Tennessee, the RC Cola Moon Pie Festival. Uh, if you want to read more about it, you absolutely should. Just Google RC Cola Moon Pie Festival. 
and uh, there's only 52 weeks until the next one. I'm, I, I told Rachel last night when we were cooking dinner, like, uh, it, it's one of these years it, I will do it. It should probably happen sooner rather than later, uh, like before we you know have a family and stuff because it'd be harder to drag your kids down there. But maybe that's a perfect thing. Maybe I have like a five-year-old son or something. I'm like, hey, son, you like soda? Yeah. You like moon pies? Yeah. You like Tennessee? Yeah. That was me saying yeah because, hey, I like Tennessee. Uh, we go down to Bell Buckle, Tennessee, about – Eight and a half, nine hour drive from Chicago. We could overnight it Friday night, get there just in time for the uh, Moon Pie 10K. Run it. First prize. I was telling Rachel, man, I not to toot my own horn, but I feel like I could have a a, a chance at taking home first prize at the uh, RC Cola Moon Pie 10K because I don't know what quality of runners are there. I don't know if that's like a Galen Rupp situation or, you know, more of maybe the top kids from Vandy, but... I would I would go for it. So, anyways, a uh, shout out. I I don't remember exactly. Oh, I was googling Ernte. Er, wait, what is it? It's a German festival. Uh, er, Ernte Danke Fest, I think, is how it is. And don't ask me to spell it. E R N. I think it's T E D A N K E F E S T. It's something like that, or like Ernte Danke Fest, maybe. And I Googled it, and I don't remember what it means, which is a German festival, which is just another good example of what happens when I Google things often. I will Google them, and for about five seconds, I uh, know what they mean, and then next thing you know, I have no clue. So, aren't a Dankafest, I think. Okay, we got a couple more here. Uh, oh, I was watching some Pokemon on Thursday, and there was a, it was a Gen 4 run, and so they were mo- using the move Shadow Sneak which I think Rachel would, would say describes me. She says I'm very quiet, like a cat. I don't make a lot of noise when I'm moving around the house, which is not going to be a problem in our new apartment here because the floors are pretty squeaky. So you're going to know where I'm at at all times. going to be harder to sneak. But Shadow Sneak is a Pokemon move for the, for the, the, the Bulba heads out there. If you're curious what it is, because I had no idea. I don't watch a lot of Gen 4 stuff. I certainly don't watch anything Gen 5 and on. Shadow Sneak is a damage-dealing ghost-type move introduced in Generation 4. Shadow Sneak inflicts damage. It has a priority of plus 1, so it's used before all moves that do not have increased priority. So it's like quick attack. It has 30 PP, 40 power, 100% accuracy. So it's basically quick attack, but a ghost move. Okay, three more things. Uh, This popped up. I have... uh, and we probably talked about this. This was almost a year ago, maybe like a full year ago. I did a research study for Foot Locker, and as part of that, and I was reimbursed for it. Don't worry, but I had to go. I had to buy a pair of Adidas sandals at a Foot Locker for in-store pickup. That's sort of what they were testing. So I bought this pair, the Adisage A D I S S A G E, like a portmanteau between Adidas and uh, Massage slides. Uh, slides, I think Massage sandals is what they're called. So they're meant to be like good for your feet, like massaging. And so I have these this pair of sandals, gold and black. I keep them at Rachel's apartment for just tooling around the house. Sometimes the floors can be a little iffy. And so I haven't worn them in a long time because it's been cold and we're just getting into summer now. And so usually I usually have socks. But I go over there last night. Flop, flop, I flop into my, my adhesive slides. And 
they've always kind of been this way, but last night was just the worst yet. They hurt so bad. Uh, I give the Adesis slides one star. I can wear them for about 15 minutes before I physically am like limping. They hurt so bad on my feet. Uh, so I just want, honestly, when I Googled that yesterday, I was literally just like, do other people experiences? And from what I could tell, the majority of people don't. Um, the majority of people have a good experience, but there were a couple of reviews that were like, oh my God, I can't wear this. It hurts so bad. So I didn't feel completely alone. Uh, two more here. If you haven't done today's world, you're going to want to pause now for June 25th, but I nailed it. I was really proud of myself because it's not an obvious one. Uh, it was Ghana. Which, hey man, if you're a West African expert, you're going to know it. But it's not, you know, it doesn't have a super distinct shape. And I, I just looked at it for a hot second. I was, you know, like showing it to Rachel, see if she knew, you know, so I could cheat. But she didn't. And I was like, you know what? This seems like it's, you know, going to be like a Ivory Coast sort of deal or like a Benin. But that looks a little bit skinny or the Benin's a little bit skinnier. So I Google or I, I said, hey, let's try Ghana. And that's it. So then I searched Ghana because I just wanted to learn a little bit more about it, and I did. Uh, the last thing I Googled, again, we were watching Arrested Development this morning after my workout and before Rachel's workout, and it was a Gene Parmesan episode. And so I was reading a little bit more about Martin Mull's filmography, the actor who portrays Gene Parmesan, and that reminded me of the Mary Kay and Ashley movie, which I watched a lot as a kid, How the West Was Fun, and uh, Martin Mull portrays Bart Gafuli in the movie, the main antagonist. He steals the kids at the end, and then they're like on a River Rapids thing. I don't really know what his escape plan is. And uh, they're about to go over a giant waterfall. Again, not really sure what the plan was. And the, they there's some sort of like rope hanging across the way, and Mary-Kate and Ashley grab onto it. They're saved. And Bart Gafuli goes over the waterfalls and potentially dies. So... Rest in peace. Kind of a dark ending to a children's movie. Uh, that's what I have for you, folks. I am going to actually go uh, hang out with some uh, hashtag brothers of the podcast and Rachel and some uh, a sister-in-law and future sister-in-law of the podcast. Six of us, triple date, going to go check out a new brewery. Uh, we'll report back next week to let you know how it is. Uh, that's a little bit behind the curtain into Quinn's search history from the last week and that's just like two percent of it there's some crazy stuff there that's what i have for you i promise you i wouldn't keep you too long i feel pretty good about that 42 minutes so there's a lot to go through so from all of us here at beantown networks beantown podcast at yahoo.com again that's beantown podcast yahoo.com and of course beantown podcast.com uh yeah Happy birthday to my mom, Jane, turning uh, the big 4-9 here in a couple of days. Everyone, let's get that outro music queued up here. Stay safe, stay sane, and I am going to check in on you next time. Bye.